0: up
1: everybody i am nick from deep dive sports and welcome to our one year anniversary episode now if you've been with us from the beginning you know that today is not our one year anniversary unfortunately like the rest of the world covid kind of hit hard and there was a lot of other personal things going on in our lives we're just not able to put this episode out on january 8th but we've been working really hard since the beginning of december to put this episode together so that we can kind of encapsulate the whole year in review of deep dive sports you know from the beginning to this point right now and we are super excited to put this episode out to you in this episode you guys are going to hear a bunch of new intros and outros for all of our shows you're going to hear some old content that we had throughout the year and then you're going to hear some personal statements from most of the guys here at the podcast now to start this episode you heard an intro into it that's going to be our new intro for all of our deep dive sports content which is a lot of our informational stuff like our youtube channels and then our interview show behind the scenes in sports And then, to end the show, you'll hear the outro that we use for all of that as well. Now, at the end of the show, the last thing that you hear before that outro is going to be our new Nothing But Net intro. Now, I know the show came out a couple weeks ago, but we wanted the intro to be in this episode, so you'll get to hear that at the end. Again, we are so excited for you guys to be able to listen to this episode. I'm going to go ahead and let the lights out, guys. Kick it off. Enjoy.
2: Ladies
3: and gentlemen, this is the main event. Going on, ladies and gentlemen. We are Deep Dive Sports, and we are back with another episode of the Lights Out podcast. Nothing too heavy this week. Just gonna recap the main card of UFC 266, Alexander volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. Uh, we're basically just gonna jump right into it. Valentina Shevchenko, complete domination through the entire fight. I was a little shocked it went as long as it did, round four, about four minutes in. I think she dominated the majority of that fight. I think Lauren was okay in the first round as most Valentina opponents are, they've still got the confidence as she said in her, uh, post fight press conference. Um, most fighters don't break until after the fight starts because she just, I mean, she's just utter domination. (laughs) I I, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. I mean, I have like, just, I mean, just an absolute clinic.
4: Nobody here said that Lauren Murphy was going to win. But just the way that, you know, she always goes out there. I mean, I really just don't see anybody in in her weight class touching her at this moment in time. I really think it's just time for Nunez, Shevchenko, three. But I don't know if they're going to make that fight or not. Nunez was supposed to fight uh, somebody else. I, I can't remember the name. And then she got COVID or there was some something to do with COVID. So she had to pull out of the, uh, that fight. But I think with Shevchenko, just, I mean, her skill set the speed combinations, the pressure. I mean, it's literally just too much for anybody, anybody mm-hmm. to take. I, I'm, I'd i be curious to see if she's ever really even dropped a round. I mean, Khabib, maybe he dropped like one or two rounds in his UFC career. I'd be curious to see if Shevchenko's ever really dropped a round. I mean, other than to Nunez, I mean. So besides right. the two Nunez fights, I, w- I would be curious to see the stats on if she's ever dropped a round because – the way that she just, I mean, she just dismantles. That's like the best word I could like think to describe the way she just dismantles somebody from the beginning. The combinations she throws is just, it's unmatched.
3: It, it really is. Amanda News is supposed to fight Julia Pena um, mm, that's right. early next year, late December. I, I can't remember the exact date, but I mean, she's cleaned out, Valentina has cleaned out the entire division. At I mean, she cleaned it out two or three fights ago, and we've just been waiting for people to. Either continually win fights or new contenders to come up. So, last podcast, we need, I think that's the best fight to make. It gives Amanda something to do. It gives Valentina a new challenge and a, a granted new challenge since she supposedly lost her last fight against Munez, but I, that's up to great debate. So, I mean, overall, crazy day. Um, the prelims were sure. great. Main card had its ups and downs as most main cards do. The two title fights didn't disappoint in any way. Um no sorry, Unless you count Valentina just utterly dominating people is but I mean that's <laughs> all you're gonna get when she fights. So <laughs> but I mean that's all I got for everybody tonight. If anybody else has any additional thoughts, we'd love to hear them. All I got.
4: That's all I got. It was a it was an exciting night, a lot of good fights, you know. You should you should have watched it. If you didn't,
3: you know, it sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't watch the fights tonight, you should de- or on UFC 266. You should definitely check out the highlights of the Volkanaski Ortega fight. Really, the only other highlights I suggest checking out are the Marlon Moraes Marab fight because that fight was hands oh. down probably the second fight of the night. So check those for two sure. if you haven't seen them already. We are Deep Dive Sports. And I want to thank Antonio and Duke for coming back on tonight. Sir. Yeah buddy. We guys see you guys in the next episode. Lights out everyone. Thanks for listening to the newest episode of the Lights Out podcast. Feel free to listen to our older podcasts on Spotify or Apple. And you can
4: follow Deep Dive Sports on YouTube, Facebook or Twitter or follow Lights Out on Instagram to support the podcast.
3: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? I am Chase. And I'm Duke. And we are the hosts of the Lights Out podcast brought to you by Deep Dive Sports. We just wanted to take a second to thank everybody for listening, whether you're new or old. We appreciate all of the support. and We kind of wanted to talk a little bit about our goals for the next year. Our biggest goal right now that we have planned is to try to bring on somebody related to the fighting world who has or has fought in the fighting world to try to give you guys an in-depth interview of what it's like to be a fighter. And obviously, that would be a great experience for us because we are huge fans of the sport. We're very passionate about it. We talk about it every week. So that's, that's our main goal. Obviously, we want to continue to grow and bring better content for you guys. But I just wanted to thank, take a second again to say, thank everybody for listening. It's been a great experience over the past year for me. I've I've really never been in, involved in something like this, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to see the feedback, to see the views, to, to see everything continue to grow. And I, I really appreciate it. It's been quite an experience, and I, I'm very excited for the next year.
4: Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, I've had a great time talking with you. I don't have a lot of people in my life that personally watch every UFC that I do. So it's been great just kind of talking with you week in and week out about the fights that have happened and the fights that are coming up. And I'm glad that we also have the same goals of just, you know, kind of building the podcast and continue to branch out and have more guests and everything like that.
3: Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I can't wait to continue to grow and hopefully bring everybody better content and a little bit higher quality content as time continues. But please make sure to follow us at Deep Dive Sports on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and make sure to follow Lights Out on Instagram. Thank you guys again.
0: back to another episode of On the Pitch presented by Deep Dive Sports. I'm your host Dom and this week I'm joined by Chase and Chase's friend Zach. It has always been a crazy couple weeks since our last episode. We've had two Champions League weekends and then a whole week of uh, league matches across Europe. A lot of storylines coming out of the Champions League these last two weeks and you know as always there's a lot of drama of course in the prem. To get things started Chelsea's run of form have been maybe a little concerning, especially if you're a Chelsea fan. Not the best run of form as of recently. <laughs> Chase, as, as our um, resident Chelsea fan,
3: are you, are you concerned? No, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everybody's good. Nothing's wrong. There's no problems <laughs> whatsoever. Dropped um, a
0: third in the table. I don't. I don't know.
3: Sh- nobody asked you, Dom. Man City fan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: At some point in the season, every team hits hits a little slump, um, but uh, it's it's a quality team that you guys have, so I'm I'm sure you guys will figure it out eventually. I don't I don't know if you'll go, what in the last five they have two wins, two draws, and a loss. You know maybe you guys get three wins. You know in, in five, poking a little fun you, chase there. <laughs> but no, I think you guys will figure it out. Um, Zach, what about you?
4: Yeah, I would have to agree that I'm not. Majorly worried about Chelsea, mostly because of three core factors. I think the management is very good. I think mm-hmm. the ownership is very good, and I think the core of the team is also very good.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the top three teams have pretty much clearly separated themselves out from everyone else, and I, I think Chelsea definitely have one of, if not the most complete squads in the Premier League. Um, there's really no holes in that in that lineup at all. And you know, as you said, management—it's solid. You know, I—I I think, I think um, Tuchel is—he's the guy that really makes it all all work. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank Lampard had pretty much all the same pieces, but Tuchel's the guy that really figured out how to make them all work together. Um, so I, I think it's just a pretty bad run of form. Injuries have taken their toll, and once everyone's healthy, I think they'll be fine. Still, don't think they'll win the league, but
4: I think they'll—they'll they'll give City a run for their money. Well, that's an interesting question too. Do you think it's one of their, do you think it's a must for Chelsea to win the league? Like as a Chelsea fan, do you think that was the expectation going into the season that this had to happen?
3: I think what what I think based off of kind of how we played today and what we played at the back today and how we played today, we came in thinking no matter what we're qualifying, if we finish second, which we probably won't because we came in with probably too much confidence and played a little lackadaisical at first. I mean, we came out strong and then we're like, all right, let's just relax and then conceded two quick goals. But we realized, oh shit, maybe we need to try a little bit. But I think, I think how we came out today proves that Tuchel wants to focus on a premiership title. And I think he wants, I think that's his top priority. And I think as we've, further progress on Champions League. If if we get Byron, which God forbid, we don't get Byron in the round of 16. <laughs> I mean, we'll see the best version of Chelsea. Um, absolutely. Even if we're plagued by injuries, I think that's going to be his main focus is to get past the round of 16. If we get Byron, if not, I think we're still going to play a little weaker because I, I truly believe that he wants that title and he wants to be that guy that takes the mm-hmm. title for Man City, and especially a very strong Man City and a very strong Liverpool right now. As much as I hate to say it, but I—that's I, 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 what I genuinely believe that that is his top priority. And I don't know if that's coming down from management that they want to prove that this Chelsea squad is the best squad in the Prem, not only the best squad in Europe because we won it last year over Man City. Still hurts. Still hurts. I think. I think that's what he's trying to prove. I mean, I could go on and on, but. <laughs> <laughs> but i think that that pretty much
0: wraps up um everything that uh i had planned for this episode so as as always chase i want to thank you for coming on and Zach, thank you for coming on you're welcome to come on at any time that you want uh, i want to be a, a, a regular appearance on the show that's totally fine with me yay but... <laughs> 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 all right well as always we are deep dive sports and have a good night guys Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of On the Pitch. Make sure to follow On the Pitch Podcast DDS on Instagram. Also, don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And listen to any of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you in the next one. Starting a sports podcast is has been something that me and Nick have talked about. I want to say for like three years now. Um, it was an idea that we threw around while we were still at BW, and you know we we always talked about it, but no, we never really looked into it or really started to you know really take the steps to really start developing a podcast. And uh, finally, towards the end of twenty twenty, is like all right, let's. We've been saying we want to start a podcast. Let's actually do it. And. You know, we recorded our first couple episodes and just seeing how much we've grown is like a, I like almost like a network now. Uh, we started off as just us getting on once a week. And then, uh, Greg, we brought you on and we started implementing all these other shows. Just the growth that we've seen in, in the last year has been amazing. I've enjoyed every second of it. I've learned so much about different sports, learned more about sports I already follow. Really thankful that I got to meet a lot of cool people. Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to what's to come in 2022. Um, I, I really think that we got some big things coming up and I think the growth is going to continue.
2: Hello and welcome to another installment of On Deck presented by Deep Dive Sports. My name is Greg and I'm joined again today by Dominic.
0: Thanks for having me back on for another episode.
2: Today we're going to be talking about the Field of Dreams a game that happened in Iowa over the last week and a half or so. We're going to talk about the Triple Crown. Yes, there is a Triple Crown in baseball and who's coming close to possibly doing it, who's done it last and how many times it's been done few years the very end of that we're going to talk about the standings where everybody st- stands in their specific leagues american and national uh, who's the wild cards that are going to be there and then we're going to talk about one fact about baseball that maybe you didn't know that we were kind of looking up some stuff and thought you might find interesting so we're gonna start it off with the field of dreams major league baseball had their field of dreams regular season game that they played on august 12th to 2021 the game was played at field of the dreams in dyersville iowa between the chicago white Sox and the new york yankees this was the first MLB game played in the state of iowa ever i know they've had some exhibition games in mm-hmm. in and around that area but you know it's never been an official actually sanctioned mlb game tim anderson hit a two-run homer with one out in the ninth into the cornfield to end the Field of Dreams game in a cinematic fashion. We're going to talk a little bit more about cinematics in a second. Um, the <laughs> Chicago White Sox won that game 9-8. to eight.
0: Well, just the, the idea of it is amazing. And, you know, Major League Baseball doesn't really execute many things well, but I, I think they nailed this on the head. I, I thought it was done perfectly. Um, the game was one of the more exciting regular season games that I've seen in a while. It it was just, it was perfect. They, they could not have executed any better.
2: And something I read said that this was the most regular season, obviously not playoffs in World Series, but the most regular season watched game in 17 seasons. Yeah. So that just shows you how many people were really interested in this game. And I mean, from start to finish with, with Costner coming out of the corn and just the look on his face, that, that look of wonderment that you just, I mean, I'm going to try not to get emotional about it, but it just it it's everything that I love about mm-hmm. baseball happened in that little that little moment, you know, and then and then having him say all those you know wonderful words and just talk about it. And kind of at that very end when he said, you know, is this heaven? I, I think it is. And, and having those players come out at that cornfield, it just it it gave me chills like they did the first time I ever watched the movie.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, and- I
2: agree and having them just walk up to him and shake his hand as they go to the dugout. It's just, it was just,
0: yeah, it, it's a great way to, you know, draw more interest into the game. Cause you know, major league baseball needs to think of any way possible to, to draw more interest um in the game and to, to get more people to watch the games. So, you know, just the way that it was done was just, just perfect. Yeah. It, it definitely got people talking and it's going to keep people talking and hopefully it, Drew more fans to, to watch the game and continue to watch baseball.
2: Yeah. And, and like you said, with, you know, to get more people interested in the game of baseball, because like I said, you know, earlier, that it's the most watched regular season game in 17 seasons. Um, and, you know, we've obviously seen a decline in, in Major League Baseball viewership um, on the national level. And, you know, something like that can, can get some people interested and get some kids, you know, interested. And, you know, it, the, um, I don't want to say this, but unfortunately, you know, the the, the children are our future in the scenario where if you don't get them interested in baseball early on, they're not going to watch when they're an adult. So so hopefully this will be, you know, a big step for it. And the Field of Dreams game is coming back in 2022 with the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds uh, they will be emerging from the Cornstalks next year. And I'm super excited about I've already heard, I have a few friends that are diehard Cubs fans and a few <laughs> diehard Reds fans that are like, hey, it's a nine hour drive from where we are. So, you know, why not? Why not try to make it?
0: It's definitely doable. Um, Open the game, you know, sort of matches the the quality Of this year's game but um i think this is something that mlb needs to do every year you know i i would love to see this as as a permanent fixture in the season
2: thank you guys for listening to another installment of on deck presented by deep dive sports we look forward to bringing you more episodes in the near future baseball is america's pastime
0: we hope that you enjoyed this episode of on deck as much as we
2: have You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at deep.dive.sports.
0: Or download us through Amazon, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts.
2: As always, we are On Deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. Until next time. I just want to say what an amazing journey it's been on this last year, just being part of this podcast, all these different shows that we've been doing. It's been so amazing to sit and talk, you know, meet new friends and talk about sports, learn new stuff about sports, information that I never really, you know, knew or thought to to look up. And learning that type of the information has just been made this job that much more fun. Thank you to to Dominic and to Nick and to Dave for you know bringing me in and, and allowing me to to do all the things that I've done and I'm just really thankful and I can't wait for, you know, what this 2022 is gonna bring and and what shows we're gonna be able to record. And and it's so amazing, I'm looking so much forward to it.
5: This show focuses on the historical aspect of the sporting world. The goal is to give some understanding to the franchises, leagues, and main events that we all love. This is David Explains, and please join me on this journey into the past. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of David Explains, presented by Deep Dive Sports. I hope that you are having an amazing day so far. For today's episode, I will be explaining the history of the Cincinnati Bengals, the second Ohio NFL franchise. So to start, I'm going to start with some general history. The Bengals team that we know today was created in 1965 by head coach Paul Brown for the American Football League. Paul Brown would meet with the then governor of Ohio, Jim Rhodes, in order for the state to account for two professional football teams. He would do this after 17 amazing seasons with the Cleveland Browns. However, this would not be the first professional team named the Bengals in the city of Cincinnati. That team was created in 1937 for the original American Football League by Hal Pennington. Since the league was filled with amateurs, the team consisted of former college athletes that were led by former Ohio State star William Henry Harrison Tippy Dye. This team that was created in the 1930s was also known as the Bengals. Pennington actually named this version of the Bangles after the stove that was found in his mother's kitchen. However, they would eventually fold after five seats. So when naming the more modern team in the name of honoring the past, Paul Brown would use the same name that was used by Pennington. After creating the team, they joined a more modern version of the American Football League. I would like to say thank you for listening to another great episode of David Explains. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did creating it. If there are any other teams that you would want me to explain some history on, please let me know on all of Deep Dive Sports' social media pages. I hope to see you in the next one and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of David Explains. There is always more history to enjoy and explore in the sporting world. I hope that you join me by tuning into the next story. For any updates on the show, please follow Deep Dive Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I will see you on the next journey. First off, I want to say thank you to the listeners for always tuning in. Secondly, I want to say thank you to everyone who have joined Deep Dive Sports over the past year. When reflecting upon the past year, it amazes me how far we have come. We may not be the biggest podcast in the world. However, this podcast not only has given me something to do, but something to be proud of. It gives me a chance to talk about something that I really like on a daily basis. So thank you.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Minute Drill. It's gonna be myself Nick, and I am joined by David and Dom this week. We had a, a ton of uh, I would say, I don't know, upsets, but some teams lost that we thought maybe they weren't gonna lose, and then some teams won that we but we are going to go over our first down segment right now. And, of course, as always, we're going to kind of go over what we took from this last week in the NFL. So I'll let David start it off. Then Dom will go, and I will finish off the segment.
5: Well, I think this entire takeaway from this past week was both a surprise and kind of a disappointment in the sense that I don't think many people were expecting the Minnesota Vikings to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Whereas on the flip side of that coin, they were very disappointed when the Seahawks lost. I would say that was probably the take, biggest takeaway from that was, like you said before, teams were winning that shouldn't have won, really. And people, teams got screwed sometimes on calls.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Tom?
0: So it's hard to pick one takeaway just because this week was kind of crazy. I think my biggest takeaway is I think the Steelers wasted a first-round pick on Najee Harris. That's not me discrediting his talent because he, he is talented and I do think that he will be a good running back for them down the road, but that offensive line looks, it it looks bad. And I I think Ben looks washed, but yeah, my biggest takeaway is just how bad the Steelers offensive line is. And even though they have some players on that offense that are talented individually, it just doesn't look like they fit well together as a, Entire unit, um, so I knew that was going to be the problem going into the season. But they're even looking worse than I thought that they would.
5: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. Since uh, not again, not to take away from the talent, Najee Harris at all, but yeah, they they had a lot more issues to address than a running back. No, granted it, running
0: back was a need for them because they didn't really have a running back on the roster, anyways. But you could have, you know, the LaDainian Tomlinson out there. And if you have, you know, a garbage offensive line, I don't care who you are, you're not going to be as successful as you would be if you're running behind even an average offensive line, let alone, you know, a bad offensive line.
1: That was my big takeaway, too. I mean, I, I called it last week. I, I knew they were going to lose this game. This is a it's a typical game that they drop. They, they beat teams that they, they shouldn't beat you know, when they're not really looking like they're that good of a team, and then they lose to teams that they shouldn't lose. But I don't I don't think they should regret taking Najee Harris in the first round. I think they should regret taking Pat firemouth in the second round. I don't know why they took a tight end in the second round when there's plenty of tight yeah. ends in free agency that they could have gotten, because in the second round, there were still plenty of good starting caliber linemen that were sitting there that they could have taken. And yeah, even even if they didn't start right off the bat, it would have been a good, like, depth kind of thing and then part of the way through the season they they could have uh could have started but i mean yeah I, I don't know i i like Najee harris i think that was a pick for the future he's really good out of the backfield catching um and he's still he's still break out some big runs even though the offensive line is is uh you know crap for <laughs> for better word use but no i don't know that's just that's a team that i think unfortunately like i was kind of hoping with the changes that they made at the offensive line position, bringing in some different guys, kind of going in a different direction, changing that offense up to be more of a—I um, wouldn't say West Coast, but but more of a a short pass kind of slant kind of offense—that um, that would help out. But it just doesn't seem like it is. It looks like Ben's shoulder is still messed up. Elbow, shoulder is still messed up from a couple years ago. So I just don't know if he's really the same player um that he was before he got hurt so I think that they're kind of just yeah. holding on to him because they owe him so much money or they're just hoping that they can get one little last drop out of him like the Giants did with Eli but I mean if he's if he's not right in the I just don't understand why you put him out there you know what I mean if- because
0: he's still the best quarterback on the roster
1: yeah but but is he if he
0: can <laughs> as bad as bad as he's been he's still better than you know, Dwayne Haskins, and he's still better than Mason Rudolph.
1: I mean, he's definitely better than Dwayne Haskins at the moment because Dwayne still, for whatever, can't get his head right. I don't know. But, I mean, Mason Rudolph didn't look awful in the preseason. I know it's the preseason, but I don't know. He he wasn't
0: going up against ones.
1: It's one of those things that I'll say this. If I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm either going to trot a Big Ben who's at 50% out on the field, or I could just – Sit him for three weeks. Hopefully, he gets right and trot Mason Rudolph out there. And what Mason Rudolph is pretty much 50% of Big Ben anyway. Because I mean, it's like, what are you gonna? You're not gonna win. I, I don't know. I we could talk about it all day, but that's that's pretty much what I took from that. Was that I think the I think they're done. I think either they go into rebuild mode at this point, start shipping some guys off, trying to get some picks. I don't know, cutting some cap, doing something, you know what I mean? Because they, yeah. They got a long road ahead of them because I I think they thought they could piece it together and make another run for the playoffs this year. But I don't know. I, I also think, you know, like Greg said, that Cincinnati and Minnesota were just two bad teams in week one. And Cincinnati won that game. But I don't know if Cincinnati or Minnesota are as bad as everybody thinks they are. Like Cincinnati's offense is pretty legit. Like Jamar Chase is as legit as he is supposed to be. Joe Burrow is still good. You know what I mean? Obviously, they have their offensive line issues like pretty much every other team in the NFL does at this point. There's really not that many good, like really good offensive linemen. And if there is, they're all spread out. Nobody has all of them. anymore. And the Minnesota Vikings are they're still a decent team. I mean, they've what they're two and one now. So are the Bengals. So, I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, I think that, that those are those are some teams to watch out for. But thank you guys for coming on. I know this episode was a little bit longer than normal, but there was a lot to cover from last week and crazy week it was but thank you all who are listening we are so excited to produce all these shows for you and to keep moving forward and we could not do it without your support so thank you again thank you to the guys we are deep dive sports this was two minute drill until next time
4: thank everyone for listening to another episode of two minute drill and make sure to follow the show on instagram at two minute drill podcast
2: d d s
0: don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on facebook instagram and twitter and you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts also comment on all our posts and episodes
2: we would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week
5: and as always two minute drill
1: listeners until next time And welcome back to another episode of Ohioverse presented by Deep Dive Sports. Today we're going to be going over some topics ranging from you know going over the Cavaliers' recent trade for Lori Markinen. Kind of talking about something fun that happened in the Little League World Series. We had uh Ohio versus that team up north. And then we're gonna get into some college football talk. I know right now as we recorded, Ohio State is playing against Minnesota, and for whatever reason, getting our butts kicked. So We'll kind of keep you guys updated throughout the episode. I'm sure you're all at home watching and yelling at the TV as I was a little bit ago. But like I said, we'll keep you updated. And we'll kind of talk about what we've seen so far from CJ Stroud and the Ohio State team. Going forward, we'll normally cover these games before they happen. But this is just kind of an anomaly where they played on a Thursday night. So, all right, let's get started. Let's go over the Little League World Series first. Greg, how would you feel about Ohio going up against that team up north?
2: Um, I thought it was great. It was good to see an ohio team make it that far and playing you know michigan team uh tonight's midwestern classic for the for the little guys i watched bits and pieces of it and like him or not or like the team up north or not jackson surma is a beast he's gonna be a beast he was a beast i mean you see him hitting those doubles, hitting those, you know, Mm -hmm. base hits and stuff, and just getting on base and just, like, putting his fists up, you know, and, you know, flexing and and stuff like that. It was just – again, I'm a big fan of baseball regardless of how I can get it and regardless of teams. And just to see those kids just, you know, knock it out of the park, uh, I was really, really excited to see
1: Yeah, he had, like, four
5: RBIs, I believe?
2: Yeah, he finished the day two for three with four RBIs and a run scored – Ethan Van Bell picked up that win. He even, I think he stranded the bases loaded, I think at the first and in the third, but still got out of those jams and was able to come away with a win.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Ohio was able to, uh, like, we kind of came back there towards the end before, you know, that double was hit, but yeah, we, we, left, a, we left a lot of runs on the bases, so and that, that kind of hurt us there in the long run, but I mean... All in all from the bits and pieces that I was able to watch with it, watch of it and everything from highlights and everything. It, was, it seemed like a pretty good game. And Michigan has some dudes on there that'll probably go to the next level as long as they keep developing and growing and stuff like that. So that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm not the best, the best at that level. So,
2: that, yeah, and I, I'm not sure the, the exact number, but I think it's very small of players that have ever actually won the little league world series and then gone on to win a major league world series or even a college world series. I mean, it's, it's less than 10.
1: Maybe next episode we'll get you guys that exact number, but yeah, I think, I don't think it's very many. So, which is kind of crazy because you think, like I said, when when I said, you know, as long as I keep developing, there's, there's no telling what, you know, kids at that age choose to, to kind of change their, their career paths or their trajectory in life. And, and stuff like that and then you know different things come of interest and and everything and and that's just how it goes but it'll definitely be interesting to see if a lot of those guys continue a lot of those kids continue on growing and developing the sport and and kind of make it to the next level so
2: yeah i mean interest can wane throughout the years and you know injuries and a lot of different stuff that'll happen so uh but yeah yeah, like you said pop up
1: and you know that's just especially if you're you're a good athlete and stuff like that and yeah it'd be cool without the if you guys haven't uh, watched the game, or you didn't get to watch the game. Go ahead and go, go ahead and you know watch some highlights on it and stuff like that. And it was definitely, like I said, it was a good game. Michigan went up early, and then Ohio came back, and then you know they sealed the deal. So definitely fun. I thank you guys for for listening into another episode here of Ohioverse. Verse. And if there's any topics that you guys would like us to cover going forward, please let us know. Also, be on the lookout here for another YouTube video popping out. In the next week or so, we did go to a major bocce tournament up in Cleveland and did some cool interviews and got some cool videos and pictures and everything. And we're going to put that all together for you guys and kind of talk about that experience and put that on. So go ahead and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and look out for that video. Also, we are new to Amazon Music. So if you do you have Amazon Music, you can look in their podcast section and look us up. You'll be able to find us there and listen to us on Amazon Music now, as well as Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, and Apple Podcast. As always, thank you, Greg, for coming on. This was super fun. Can't wait to do it again until next time. And to all of our listeners, again, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to comment and let us know how we can do better. Or if you like what we're doing, let us know that too so we can continue to do what we're doing. But Again, thank you. This is Ohioverse. As always, until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ohioverse.
2: If you'd like to stay up to date on the show and sporting news in Ohio,
1: go ahead and follow Ohioverse podcast DDS on Instagram.
2: Also, don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and listen to any of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you. And catch you on the next one.
1: You know, when I I reflect back on this past gear of just doing this episode, I kind of go back to before we even started and, you know, going back to what Dom said about how in college we would go, you know, back and forth and talking about sports and having fun and and talking about doing something like this, you know what I mean? Maybe even making a career out of it, but obviously we kind of all went in different directions and and when the pandemic kind of started, we were looking for a way to stay connected and and continue to talk and, and, you know, bond over our passion of sports and, we did that by, you know, FaceTiming and talking about sports or just getting on and playing video games and just talking about what's going on in the sporting world. And then by the end of the year of 2020, we were like, yo, let's, let's go ahead and do this. You know, so Dom and David and I, we, we started practicing. We're, you know, practicing talking, practicing how to say things, practicing how to formulate episodes. I was practicing editing, you know, all those kinds of things to where we got to the point where we put out our first episode on January 8th. And then you know, throughout the year, acquiring all these amazing people to be a part of this podcast, you know, starting with Greg, who has been, you know, a super integral part of the podcast, and, and he has done so much, and then, you know, moving on to the Lights Out guys, we had Chase, and Duke, and Antonio, and those guys put on such a great show, and they do such a great job, and that is probably one of my favorite sports shows that I listen to, you know, to this day, And and then when you talk about starting two-minute drill, and, and adding, you know, Brian and John to that, that was, you know, so phenomenal. They know their stuff. They're phenomenal guys. And and they add such a different, you know, dimension to the podcast as well. And then towards the end when Dom and Chase added Zach onto the On The Pitch podcast. And, and those guys sounded like they had so much fun. You know what I mean? I think when you start from the beginning and then you, you go to what we have now, I think you can tell that we have grown so much and we're having so much fun with this. I know that Greg said that he you know loves doing this job and I think a lot of people underestimate how much work all this actually is it, it takes a, a lot of time it takes a lot of effort and sometimes it does feel like a job but we love it we have so much fun you know I know we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our friends our families and all of you guys I, I know that for me I would not have been able to do it without the support of you know my new wife I'm a newly married man so but throughout this whole year without her I don't think that I would have been able to do this because she has done so much behind the scenes to allow me to be able to go on this journey and, you know, put this podcast out for you guys. And we just are so excited for this year and so excited for what we, you know, have envisioned and, and what we're excited to accomplish. And, you know, I hope that you guys, you know, continue to support us and continue to help us grow. And at the end of the day. We love doing this because we love talking about sports, and we hope that you guys love listening to us talk about sports. So, to end off this episode, you guys are going to get to hear our new intro for Nothing But Net, and then it'll kick right into our new outro for our Deep Dive Sports podcast. Again, guys, thank you so much. This year has been amazing, and we're so excited for year number two. <laughs>
2: Thank you for listening to another Deep Dive Sports show.
5: Make sure to follow Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And
0: you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And don't forget to follow our YouTube channel for more amazing content.
0: Lastly, make sure you leave us a comment. We love hearing what you have to say.
2: And as always,
0: until next time, Deep Dive Sports listeners.